Hello there, everyone. Judging. It's what we do. Judging is what people on Earth do. The good news about your judgments is it can tell you a lot about what is contained in your unconscious mind. Today, instead of go on a litany of teachings about judgment, what I want to do is to show you a really awesome process. This process is, in fact, part of a therapy technique called voice dialogue, but I figured I'd share it with you because it's such a great tool to use in your own life. So here we go. Because I am talking to a spiritual demographic, the judgment that I chose is rednecks. So what we do is we first decide what it is that we're judging. This can be literally anything, a group of people, something within the world that's not a person, a trait, anything you want. Just what is it that I judge? And then you want to make these columns. In total, it's five columns. And you begin with the thing you judge. So in this case, rednecks. Now, I want you to write down all the negative things you think about those people so that these are judgments you make about the thing you judge. So, rednecks, stupid, cruel, narrow-minded, embarrassing, ugly, ignorant, uneducated, destroy earth, no empathy, they're takers, they're selfish, and they're irresponsible. <laughs> This is not the time to be friendly or to try to be enlightened. This is the time to let your subconscious mind just completely rule the day and be as cruel as possible. In this next column, this represents you in your current state. So what you want to write down is how the rednecks judge you. So here's an example. A redneck might judge you as uptight, pretentious, self-righteous, condescending, judgmental, miserable, no fun, dictatorial, self-conscious, fearful, and rigid. <laughs> okay, then the next column, and in my particular opinion, this is the most important column of this entire exercise. This is the worst case them. So if you took all of these traits that you can't stand about them and you took them to the worst case scenario, what would that actually look like? For example, a worst case scenario might be something like a statement like they hurt people or it might be something like digging around in a trash can or sleeping in a gutter is the worst case scenario. It's whatever the worst case scenario is according to your definition of the worst case scenario. But my favorite way to do this is to look at each item that you wrote in this judgment column and then think about the worst case scenario for that thing. So, for example, the worst case scenario of being cruel is you hurt other people. Then you can even take that further potentially and think about what is the worst case scenario of hurting other people. Hmm, people will turn against you, something like that. But here's, here's this list. The worst case them for rednecks could be they destroy earth, they hurt other people, they are blindly causing pain, they get rejected, they're unwanted, they're evil, they fall prey to anyone smarter, catastrophes, oh my gosh, it's all their fault, they hurt other people, there it showed up again, they're bad, everything falls apart beyond repair. Okay, so next column. This is the worst case, you. So essentially, if you continued 
and you evolved into the worst case scenario for your overcompensation, which is really what your personality is right now, then what would happen in your life? The best way to go about this is to look at all of these judgments that the other person, the rednecks, might make about you, and then take that to the worst case scenario. So, for example, the worst case scenario for uptight might be you're sick and unhealthy and stressed. The worst case scenario for pretentious might be you make other people feel like less. That's an example. So let's read this list. Worst case scenario for you, sick and unhealthy, stressed, make other people feel less, end up alone, no closeness, depressed and hating life, life has no joy, others resist you, no inner freedom, shut in, taking no risks, controlling to the point where you're abandoned. <laughs> okay, so now the next step is we think about us taking a homeopathic dose of them. So if I judge a redneck and I took a homeopathic dose of redneck, how might that improve my life? Again, the best way to do this is to think about it this way. If I took a homeopathic dose of being more stupid, how might my life be better? Or if I took a homeopathic dose of being cruel, how might my life be better? I'll give you an example of how that works. If I was more stupid, I might live from the heart, not my head. If I was taking a homeopathic dose of being cruel, I might feel more unrestricted. So here's how this list looked after we went through taking a homeopathic dose of redneck. Living from the heart, not the head. Unrestricted. Feeling safer. Liberated. Not self-conscious. Free. Being in the moment. Not on guard. Fun. Less stress. Nourished. Happy. And there's fun. Yet again, twice fun showed up on this list. For any of you who remember my episode on projection, you'll remember that anything that we deny, disown, or reject within ourselves becomes a portion of our subconscious mind. We essentially polarize ourselves by getting rid of one trait and exaggerating the other. So what you're watching with this particular episode is projection in the works. I would suggest, in fact, if you're going to do this episode highly, to go watch my video on projection so you can understand more how this works. Once you have delegated something to the subconscious mind that you've rejected, you reject that aspect externally in the world as well. You treat it the same way you treated that aspect within yourself. So the major reason you have this resistance or this judgment to other people is really because you're reacting to a suppressed aspect of yourself. And we're about to uncover that aspect of ourselves. So this is why this is so genius. This column three is really what you're afraid of. You are not afraid of or resistant to rednecks in general. You're afraid of them because they represent all of these things that you have already decided you're so damn scared of that you can't even go near. You have to suppress it. You have to get as far away from it as possible. So you have swung the pendulum with regards to your own personality and you have become all of these things which we can see, of course, has consequences if it's taken to the worst case scenario because by swinging the pendulum, you might be so pretentious, for example, or so consider yourself to be so much more educated that you end up all alone because, let's face it, nobody wants to be around somebody who's like way more righteous than them. So what we want to do is to swing ourselves back into a kind of balance. Rather than balance, let's say we want to re-own the aspects of ourselves that we have disowned. And it's not like I'm telling you that you need to become a redneck. 
I'm saying that the lesson inherent in the thing that you judge is if you take a homeopathic dose of it, you're a more healthy and whole and integrated human being. That is what this column represents. By swinging the pendulum, I got rid of living from the heart. I got rid of being unrestricted. I got rid of being fun. I'm no longer liberated. I'm not happy. I don't let myself be nourished. And so I have to come back into alignment. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to look through this final column for the words that stick out to you the most, the ones that just pop at you. I chose liberated. Liberated was the one that kept popping out on this particular list. And you form a name that is representative of an identity. So for the example for this one is the liberated one. I have suppressed the liberated one, which is an aspect of my identity. So what you want to do now, after you have found that suppressed self, that's what this is all about, your judgments will alert you to the suppressed self. Once you've found out what your suppressed self is, and you've given it a name, then your life becomes about figuring out how you, on a daily basis, suppress that self, and how you could let that self express. So, for example, how do I suppress the liberated one? Well, for example, I might do what has to be done instead of what I want to do. I might be extremely perfectionistic. I might have a job I hate because it makes sense to keep it. I might put fun last. So then, of course, I want these lists to be way longer than that and very, very, very descriptive too. So you might, you might find that like you always have the same way of cooking an egg and that's how you're restricted. That's an example of ways that you suppress the liberated self. So then the next bit is, how can I let that self express? How can I let the liberated one express? I might say, you know what, I've always wanted to do sculpture, so what I'm going to do is take a sculpture class and start doing that art. Maybe I should quit my job. <laughs> Maybe I'll leave my house a mess one time a week. Yet again, you want that particular list to be much longer than that and very detailed and very specific so that you can think of actual practical ways to let that self express itself. So yet again, just for the sake of your understanding, if we have a judgment against rednecks and this was our chart, what we're really afraid of and have a resistance to is not the rednecks themselves. We are so desperately afraid of hurting other people, of blindly causing pain, of being rejected, being unwanted, being evil, falling prey to smarter people of catastrophe, of hurting others, there it is again, of being bad and of everything falling apart beyond repair, that we have swung the pendulum to the degree that we are now sort of uptight, a little bit pretentious, self-righteous, condescending, miserable, not very much fun, dictatorial, self-conscious, fearful, and rigid. So by finding the suppressed self within you and finding ways to let that suppressed self express itself in little ways every day. Not only will you become less judgmental and resistant to the thing you judge, you become a more complete person in and of yourself. You will experience